Hey, welcome to Learning to Talk, the podcast. Why are you laughing at that? Hey. <laughs> it's so hard to start stuff like this. Should I give double guns? Hey. hey. What's up, everybody? Uh, I'm Matt. I'm Zach. And I'm Cam. I think that's the first time I haven't said your name. So. <laughs> yeah, we're really, we're doing it now. Matt, Zach, and Cam here for another edition of Learning Talk Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Learn to Talk Podcast. Send us some messages. We'd like to say hi. And I think I've said this before. If you have suggestions for topics or conversations or even people you'd like to hear from, uh, let us know. Send us a DM and we, we, can, uh, we can wrap that in. Uh, but thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. We're excited about these next two episodes. Um, but before we do that, if you're watching on YouTube, we have to mention uh, we have new chairs. Hallelujah. We have new chairs. Backstory. Swivel. Yeah, backstory, which I don't know if that's a good thing yet. <laughs> backstory is we had, the chairs have always been an issue. We had, Zach, you brought over some plastic chairs, which did the job. They kept they us were, elevated from the from, from the, the earth. Yeah, we yeah. could have, sitting on the ground probably would have been more comfortable. Yeah. However, we had chairs, so thank you for that. <laughs> they were hard plastic, and oh my gosh, it was horrible. And... Yeah, we have new chairs now. They were the right price. They were free. Free ninety nine. Free ninety nine. Oh, do people wonderful. say free ninety nine anymore? No, I've never heard never. that. Was that like before. a nineties? I feel like that was a nineties rap thing. People would say free ninety nine. I think that was just you. No. You older than Zach? Who's older here? I'm older. I'm really? None of you know that. I've never heard that. You know what? Okay. Well, I was at one fifty last night. Uh huh. And uh, gosh, what's Pat's son's name? Josh. Josh. That's what I thought it was. I just didn't want to say it out loud and be wrong. <laughs> he called something. He was, he, he, we were talking about P.F. Chang's. He's like, oh, P.F. Chang's is certified. And I was like, I have never heard that word used that way. And apparently that's something that like people say now. He's 15, I think. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, that's certified. Just certified. a sign that you've gotten old, Cam, in your 22 <laughs> years of existence. But I'm like, I am <laughs> so going to pick that up. <laughs> like, oh, that's certified. Certified, bro. This podcast, this podcast is certified. Certified. Uh, but we have these new chairs, and they are more comfortable than the hard plastic. And what you had before that, Cam, were these, like, those director-style chairs. Yeah, which With, like, nice. the fabric that just kind of, when you sit in them, it, like... Your butt just goes with gravity. It was like a Down. good start. It was yeah. a good start. It was a good idea. They looked really nice, but we sat in them for like 30 minutes and we probably sank like three inches. And I was like, this isn't going to work. I never sat in one. No, <laughs> they wouldn't have lasted. They're over here. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, they're, they, they're kind of beat up and we've used them like three times. Yeah. Yeah. They look like, um, yeah, they look like they were used on a, uh, on like a B or C level film set. Oh, hundred percent. You know, no, that that's definitely, which is kind of what we're doing here. That's an Amazon Basics yeah. director's chair, uncertified. These are just slightly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these are so great though. Yeah, my dad's moving offices. They were just gonna get thrown away. I'm so glad that we saw them, and now yeah. we have nice chairs to sit in. Well, thanks, Cam, for that. Hopefully, the squeaking of thanks, mine Cam's doesn't dad. get on the uh, right on the thing. Oh, I'm so stoked. Uh, okay. Please. Well, we're in our new chairs. We're feeling good. We're happy to be back together. We haven't recorded. Well, I guess we recorded an episode about a week ago, and then we had a another one in between. But all three of us together, it's been been a week and a half. So I'm excited to talk, guys, about today. Me about too. today. Today. Yeah, we're going to talk today, not about. Today. So today's episode, <clears throat> uh, we are going to. We're calling it COVID positives. Now. Uh, 
in terms of COVID positive being a medical diagnosis and a bad thing, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> we're talking about some of the positive things, the good things that happened in our experience from the last year and a half of living in COVID land. And, um, cause it's not all bad. And I think we looking for the good things is always a discipline we should have. So we're going to do that today. Next time we're going to talk about COVID negatives, the negative things, the bad things that we experienced and saw or still experiencing through uh, COVID life and uh, just how we process that. So what we're going to do uh, today and next time is we're going to, we're just going to kind of go around the three of us one at a time and we're just going to say, Hey, this was a good thing. And we're going to, we're going to react to that. Now, we haven't shared those with each other yet. We haven't. Uh, Zach, I have no idea what you're going to say. I don't know if you know what you're going to say. We'll see. Um, Cam, same thing. Me, like we haven't shared those with each other. So uh, we're going we're gonna to kind of process and talk about it together and, and uh, have a conversation very fresh around uh, the, the experiences, both positive and negative, we've had because of and during this COVID almost two years yeah and i hate talking about covid i'm so Me sick too. and tired of talking about it so this is going to be the one and only time <laughs> that we talk about it this podcast and next podcast and then we're never going to talk about well, it well and i and i think too i have to say like we're not we're not looking at like covid and trying to trying to like we're not a how-to podcast we're not looking at like how it's affected the church and how trends have changed and blah 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 that's not our job what we're interested in is just our lives and our stories and the things we've experienced and sharing that together. And um, so today is, a, we might talk about professionally or ministry wise things. We might just talk about personal things that uh, I've seen this positive or negative effect on me and my family or whatever. And, uh, and we're just going to process that together and ask questions and, and kind of walk through that. So yeah, we're not doing like the COVID episode. It's more about us. It's not about COVID. It's just in the context of COVID. Yep. So does that make sense to us? Yeah. Does it make sense to me? That's the real, I don't know. And then to you, hopefully that makes sense. So, so let's talk COVID today. Uh, the positive things that we experienced or are still experiencing because of the way things have unfolded over the last year and a half. And as usual, I've been voted to go first in sharing <laughs> uh, the positives. So let me uh, let me pull up on my phone. I made notes. Made notes, uh, yeah, That's just some allowed. very basic notes. Can't but have notes. Who said you could have notes? I did. Okay. I'm the boss of notes. Okay, <clears throat> we got to make sure he still feels like he's in charge. So that's <laughs> right, right. Otherwise, Control this won't be, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> Enough of that. <laughs> uh, so COVID positives. Um, I'll start just by saying one positive effect that I have felt because of the context of COVID and how life has been, and I'm still living in it is just the effect it had on our, my uh, nuclear family unit. So me, my wife and my two boys, Jack, who is seven and Levi, who is about to turn six as of this recording. So at the end of November, he turned six and um, so shut down, right? Think back to March, 2020. I got a six year old and I no. How old were my kids then? Five and, five and five, four, five probably. And four, yeah. Man, that was a long time ago. Uh, but just things shut down, school shut down, kindergarten and preschool. Um, I'm working in my pastoral position at our church. Uh, I live across the parking lot from my office. Uh, my wife works from home. 
she has been working for home from home part time for a company she's been with for for years, <clears throat> and uh, shutdown happened. And I am very thankful, and I recognize my privilege in this. So uh, I just want to say that up front that our family, I think, had a really you know relatively easy and pretty sweet time together um, during the months, especially when things were shut down and, and school and and offices and and work and and all that my boys are very flexible they always have been I think me and my wife mostly her have done a, a good job of trying to like help them with that and uh, you know we things shut down and first thing is okay kids they're home and at first you're like no I want them out of my house all the time because they're kids and they're chaos but but them coming home, I think a, a couple things in context here. A kindergarten and preschool home school from home and remote school was very much nothing, right? <laughs> Cause what are they doing in kindergarten? They're coloring and trying like learning to share and Hey, don't like pee your pants, you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. So, so for us, like that wasn't a huge burden. And uh, all the time we just had to spend together in the house on the property, um, finding things to do. I think it made our family unit more flexible and uh, more sort of engaged with each other. And I also think that um, for me personally, it helped me sort of have that time with my boys where I would be at the office, they'd be at school, and that sort of missed time. And at a young age to get that extra time with them I think it was really important to engage and just build our relationships together. And, you know, Levi and I have our inside jokes because we've spent extra time together. Jack and I have our inside things. And uh, I think COVID allowed us to have a context to grow some of that at a more accelerated rate at a young age. But also like for me personally, it helped me learn some things and grow in some ways like learning patience in a new way. Cause, Oh, I'm stuck in my house with these monsters all the time who I love <laughs> But I can't, I don't have an excuse to be frustrated or angry like I might because I'm not in the office like I used to be, you know, and you just have those excuses. Oh, I'm tired. It's been a long day. No, I've been at home all day. And, uh, you know, I, I think I learned uh, patience in that and how to better communicate with them um, about, you know, how we're, how are we feeling now? Are we frustrated with each other? Are we happy? And, you know, those sorts of things. So, uh, again, recognize my privilege in that, that I was able to continue to keep my uh, my position and my salary through this. My wife was still able to work. In fact, her work probably increased because she had to flex. Thing. I, I don't need to explain all that. But, um, yeah, I think our family time was a big positive that came out of, out of this COVID season. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's fair and, I th- and awesome. And I think that. I mean, I can echo a lot of that and the privilege of not having to worry whether I was going to continue to get a paycheck and, you know, um, what's like, what's, what's one of your favorite early memories of quarantine together as a family? So we, we live in the parsonage for, um, our church. So we're on property. Uh, we have a big parking lot. We've got a big field, and we have a playground. And uh, early on, spring 2020 was a very like 
slowly developed spring. Like mm-hmm. you might remember, I remember it was April and it's still like 40 and raining, mm-hmm. you know, but, but in the early days we would just get out a lot and uh, you know, no one's coming to the church. We have multiple groups that use our church building throughout the week did and still do now that things have restarted. No one was there. The parking lot's empty. The playground's empty. The field's empty. Uh, there's a network of trails behind the church. And we just got out of the house a lot, even just on the property of the church. Rollerblading in the parking lot, setting up a little hockey net. My kids play hockey. Um, I remember, I think it was the day after the state announced all the stay home and shut down stuff. We were outside and we were looking at, we live on a main road. Like one, it's busy. If I have to take a left-hand turn out of my driveway, it could take me three or four minutes sometimes to take a left-hand turn. Uh, Maybe not three or four minutes, but it feels like three or four minutes. And there's, it's a ghost town. And we're sitting out there together. It's just like, what's going to happen? I remember my wife and I just having those moments of wonder, like, is it, how long is this going to last? Is it going to change? Just being in awe of there's nothing. And yet here we are, we're like in a little bubble on this like very large property because we live on the church that we were able to have the run of. And uh, no one was bothering us. No one was um, (laughs) knocking on our door. And and I just remember sitting outside, kids are on the playground. I'm like throwing the ball to my dog and, and Taylor and I being like, wow, this is, what is this? And those days continued. Even as things picked up, we had a lot of time like that. Yeah, that's cool. So. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I can relate. I'm obviously in a different position than you two are. I don't have kids, but my family got a lot closer during that time. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, we were all kind of forced to, (laughs) you know what I mean? But it ended up being a good thing for us. Like I know when COVID started, I had never been so busy in my life. And we'll get to that once we get to me, I suppose. (laughs) But like, but it was a good thing. It was a good thing. And it, and it's just, you know, part of it is like, yeah, when you spend that much time with anybody, like you're going to probably get closer to them, but also, you know, like we were also in this time of, especially at the beginning where it's like you, you literally didn't know what was going to happen. Like it was the most uncertain time I've ever lived through, probably ever will live through. And I think that kind of helps too in that regard where you're all kind of like, what's going to happen tomorrow, <laughs> you know, and you're all thinking about that and that's all you need to think about because it's all that's happening. Yeah. It, it was, it's a trip, you know, to like, I still had work to do and stuff, but it was the urgency was so little. Yeah. Yeah. But we, we as a family also did some things like <clears throat> we would deliver groceries to friends. We'd be like, Hey, we're going to the store. What do you need? And we'd all as our family go to the grocery store or order online and drive to the grocery store and they'd put it in our car, you know, and then we'd, we'd like drive to, to whoever's house we were bringing specific items to. So we tried to do stuff like that as a family too. Not, not terribly often, but, but just remind ourselves and especially our kids like, Hey, we love people. We want to help people. So yeah. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. All right. That's a one positive for me, Zach. What about you? Tell us a positive. Yeah. I mean, I think like I said, definitely a similar um, I could just re-say what you said, but I'm not going to. So there's a lot of family time, which I think will 
play into a negative um, next episode um, from one perspective, but from the other perspective was super positive. And in that, um, we got to what we did when we pivoted our weekly worship gatherings to online in our living room, we did it as a family every week. And it was a really sweet um, time where, you know, on Tuesdays we'd set up a sound system and some lights and a camera and, and some mics and my computer and, and my, you know, she was five, I guess oldest daughter would sit there and sing with us. And, um, Megan would be holding the baby. And, uh, it was, it was an awesome time to, to just get to model even just to our kids that this is like, this is who we are. This is, this is not just something we do because we get paid for it or whatever. Like this is our living room. We're going to, we're going to worship together. And, um, and we got to, you know, do it live on the internet and, and have other people join us. And, but it was, it was just a sweet time that eventually morphed into me and my oldest daughter doing, once I could get back into my office, we'd do just videos together. And she's still to this day, um, you know, is like, when are we going to do another worship video together? So I need to get on that. Um, (laughs) But it's just, it was such a cool time to, to get to, especially have the, the Naima just fall in love with, with singing and doing it as a family had Naima before that expressed like wanting to sing with you or be on yeah, stage. She had, she had it sometimes on every once in a while on Tuesday nights sat in a stool, um, next to Megan or Tracy or somebody. Um, so she had done it a couple times, yeah. but, but it was just, it was, she so in the, in the comfort of our living room kind of just was able to like, hold her wireless mic and just like sing at the top of her lungs. And it was, there was a freedom that came in that and a confidence that came from that. It was really cool. Awesome. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Did, um, how old was Aria when, when the shutdown started? She two. Yeah. Two. So she's just living her life anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And for no, you guys, no. like moving to, I mean, you homeschool now. Were you, were you homeschooling or planning to homeschool previous, or did the, the experience of having to pivot like that kind of, give you that perspective? Like, oh, hey, we can do this. Uh, Naima was in preschool when the shutdown hit, and then wasn't anymore. Um, but we had we, we had mostly made the decision to homeschool prior to the pandemic. Yeah, and what's that experience been like for Megan? For you? Yeah, I mean, we're you know a few months in. She's just in kindergarten. We we made the decision. That was what was beautiful about um, last year, the twenty 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 one school year, was she could have gone to kindergarten, um, but we had made a decision pre pandemic that she wasn't going to go to kindergarten that year, and she was going to be one of the older ones in her class, and because she had the option. Um, and so she's just in kindergarten. I mean, like you said, it's not, it's, 
it's pretty laid back still. Um, we're in this cool co-op and she's learning. It's way different than anything I ever did. Like this program we're doing stuffs their brains with like all of this information that they memorize right now that she has actually mostly doesn't even understand or have context for like the history that she's memorized and the science facts that she's memorizing and the math fact, like, and the concept, I think um, if I understand where we're going with this is there because they can hold their brains kind of are like sponges right now. They can hold so much information. There's like learning a bunch of stuff right now. And then as they grow older, they'll be able to, pool from that bank of information and apply it to the things as they learn. It's actually, it's kind of incredible. Like my three-year-old can like, you know, name the parts of a cell or the first singular, first declension Latin pronoun endings she's a genius yeah but she has no <laughs> idea what it is oh it's so weird yeah father hear me <laughs> hear me parse the verb do you think yeah. do you think they'll be homeschooled all the way through we're trying it out i don't know yeah yeah we're, we're i mean i think i think so as long as we have the ability i think there's 110 reasons why people would and we would even need to send our kids to school at mm. this moment in our lives and the foreseeable future megan's gonna be able to stay home um, and so it, I think we're going to continue to try to yeah. do it, but we're open handed. I mean, if it's, if it's not the right thing, we're not going to keep doing it just cause we, I begged started. and begged and begged my entire life to be homeschooled and I was not homeschooled. <laughs> it was so sad. <laughs> my, my whole plan, dude, when I was like young, young, I was, I was homeschooled, I think in kindergarten. And then they sent me to private school and then I went to public school and every single year I was like, let me be homeschooled so I can graduate when I'm 16. That's all I ever talked about. I was like, I just want to be homeschooled. I'll work all year round and finish early because I hate this, <laughs> but oh, I wanted to be homeschooled so bad. Anyway. You would have done awesome at homeschooling too because you're just like, you've got that like focus dude i just i wish well i oh. i was terrible at being homeschooled, Gosh, I was homeschooled I wanted, my entire life <laughs> oh really yeah i but, wanted to be home and i'm so a bad. i'm a procrastinator like you wouldn't believe like if i was homeschooled i, I don't know too. how i made it through regulars like i think back to my high school days like i didn't do any work <laughs> and i got into college like yeah. i didn't do anything if i was left to my own devices or like my parents i would have been like that. i never did algebra two I didn't either. Yeah, <laughs> I used to actually love algebra, which is weird to say because I can't do math. All anymore, I remember but. from algebra <laughs> was the graphing calculator and just playing games on it. You oh, know, the that T- was the TIA dumbest thing or we whatever. did in school. Yeah. Actually, it's like we had months in math. Sorry, this is a total stupid <laughs> thing to talk about, but we had. I rem- you just reminded me we had like a month or two in math of just learning how to use this calculator. I will never use that calculator again. No. Literally no, just how to use it. Not even like how to do math, just how to use the calculator. I was like, this is so <laughs> stupid. Well, uh. and, and the, I mean, I could count. I, mean, I, I was homeschooled and I could count, like, I can't even count. It was so numerous. How many times my mother told me, you're not going to have a calculator in your pocket your entire life. Bingo. And then you do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that. That's so funny. Thanks, Steve Jobs. Yeah, appreciate, really. Appreciate you what for that. What a G. What a G. I have one on my wrist now. Right. Yeah. 
Dude, I well, have Well, they one. had those back in the day that, let me, meet, 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 you know, the little yeah. calculator watches. Did I use that to cheat in high school? Probably. Definitely. But that's okay. Uh, I don't want to steal your thunder for another positive, but you're talking about your family and just like the dynamics and yeah. how, like, what was it like having a baby? You had a baby during pandemic life. What was that experience like? Like this child coming into the world, like hospital regulations, bringing them home, like, what about that? Yeah, I mean, it was crazy because so Megan got pregnant. We found out. I don't remember when that was. Um, <laughs> I, oh, rem- I remember it was September of 2020. I knew your wife was pregnant before you did. Yeah. <laughs> I just want you to remember that. Yeah. Really? Because <laughs> your wife called my wife. Yeah. <laughs> she was very stressed. Oh, and wow. you were unreachable. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah. So September of 2020, she got pregnant, and then she got COVID during her pregnancy, which was ended up being fine. She she did great, um, but that was that was kind of stressful because we went from like being a little worried because she has asthma to like extra worried being pregnant and having asthma, um, and and then we had. We, I feel like it was really the kindness of the Lord to the timing of it because for a long time they weren't letting anyone else in the hospitals with birthing mothers. I mean, by the time Zion was born, I was able to be in there the whole time. The doula was able to be there. Um, and so it didn't change the the hospital experience too much. I mean, they said they don't make it to like wear a mask when she could, but yeah, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> giving birth or where? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that didn't happen. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it was it's crazy. I mean, the we moved during COVID, which was also kind of crazy. While all of us had COVID in the house, and so that's right. And so I, no, rem- I no remember one could come and help us because I remember that because this is like you're not allowed to be in the same quarters as someone, mm-hmm. and so we were like quarantined in our house. While I, I never was, got it, but while your house then, was packed up, you were like quarantining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty crazy with a pregnant, really pregnant wife. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we welcomed in our third child into the world during all of this. Um, but it was right at the here in Vermont. It it was right as at the beginning of the first lull of um like the rules and regulations, and yeah. we probably broke some. But my no, mom, and, no, no, my no, mom no. and grandmother came, and no, 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 you know, you didn't break whatever. Anymore. It was good. Yeah. yeah. It was a crazy season, for sure. New house, new baby. Yeah. Moving. Yeah. Yeah, you moved. You sold your house oh, and yeah. bought your house and moved. Jeez. Had a baby. Yeah. Productive couple. Got a hot tub. Like, did. Figured oh. out how to get the hot tub up and running. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, built a... We should do an episode from the hot tub sometime. Oh, 100%. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Uh, Cam, give us one of your positives from COVID. All right, I'm switching gears entirely. I'm not going to talk about family. 
Um, yeah, uh, I'm going <laughs> to talk about church because that's what I thought. That's what I, th- I thought that we were doing. You um, are very. You are welcome to talk about church. Okay. Church is your baby. Yeah. Well, this was <laughs> no. This was like the coolest thing that I thought happened for sure. More than anything else, like. Um, I mean, two things really happened. This and then the other one we'll talk about later is like just how I was used in this was really cool. But, you know, in the church world, a lot of the times we talk about like, you know, every Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. How many times have you heard that? Probably a bunch, right? And in reality, nobody treats every Sunday like Super Bowl Sunday. You know what I mean? Even though we should. We don't. <laughs> Usually it's like, oh, well, okay. You know, we you find a rhythm and then you're stuck in that rhythm, all that stuff. The first few weeks, right when everything shut down, I, that happened. It was like, next week is vitally important for a few reasons. One, because everything had to be different. And two, because we knew everybody would start going and watching what we do. Because everybody was in crisis mode and all this stuff. And we just had, you know, at our church, I'm the tech guy, obviously we just had a group of like five of us, maybe four, five, six, I don't know. And all from different departments. And we met once or twice or three times a week and just rewrote the book as, and and by rewrote the book, I just mean of like, uh, like technically doing things about how church was going to look like what I remember uh, the shutdown happened on a Friday. So we didn't do church that Sunday because we couldn't meet in person. We were like, we can't turn around something that, but that whole next week we're like, what are we going to do Sunday and scrambling? And it, and like, honestly, like something being in the creative industry for a living, like we always talk about how creativity thrives within boundaries we all of a sudden had all these boundaries can't meet in person. We need to film a service, but we can't be in the same room at the same time. So I had to build a set that worked without me. I had to like train our pastor on how to use all of it, all this stuff. And it was just like, we met once, two times, three times a week. And we're just like this Sunday, everything has to be different. Let's start from nothing and figure it out. And that was the coolest thing that happened during COVID. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. Cause it was like every Sunday has to be better, better or different than last Sunday. And you can't find a rhythm. What was the, what did you find so fun about it? You know, like I think for me, I, uh, from my experience in ministry, it's been very easy just to fall in the, the what's comfortable. Like, and of course for me, I'm talking technically, right? This is what we've always done. Yeah. Yeah. But this is what we've always done. Two songs, Announcements, two songs, sermon. We've been doing that since I was born, right? I've been in the church my whole life. It's been 20 something years. And we all of a sudden couldn't have a band, right? Couldn't have people in a church. Like it was just all so fun because we had to do, we, we were forced to do something completely different and we had to figure it out. And like, we just like, also I like brainstorming sessions. Like they're long and they take forever and all this stuff. But like, we would just, we would sit for hours and just be like, what if we did this? What if we did this? What if we did this? And then we actually ended up coming to a conclusion, which a lot of brainstorm sessions don't do that. But like we had to, right? Because like Sunday was coming Mm -hmm. and it was like treating Sundays as they should be treated. Like this is life or death coming Mm -hmm. on Sunday morning. 
and we have to do it all. Oh, it was so fun. I remember I was in some of those meetings and spaces that you're talking about. Like I, I remember a couple things. Like I remember the first time we recorded our pastor having a sermon we were in the sanctuary and there was a group of us like kind of spread out in the pews, like yelling across to each other. Oh yeah. And we set up all the lights were the same and we had the stage and he's on stage behind the pulpit and camera came from back here to like halfway down the aisle. And I remember us, a group of us, there's probably uh, five or six of us sitting in the sanctuary watching him record and we were trying the new like YouTube live while we were doing it and looking at what commenting looked like and responding and figuring out who's going to moderate and all this. So that's like, right. We had never done live streaming. Yeah. And we, uh, yeah, that's right. We did a fake one. Yeah. To see what happened. And it was all kind of ha- crashing at once. And we were kind of doing it as it was happening that day. And I agree. It was super fun. Cause I, though, from my perspective, we're, we're problem solving we're creative thinking, we're trying something new and we have a team of us doing it like very intentionally together. And those are the environments I find I thrive in is like very collaborative mm. team environments. Yeah. hundred percent. And it was, it was a blast. Like as crazy and as sad as things like people are dying out in the world and we've got like shut-ins and old people who can't come to church and still haven't come. And, but at least to like make it happen for the context we were in at that time, it was it was something very different and very, uh, very exciting to try to chart new territory together. Yeah. Like, of course, I don't want to sound insensitive here, no, right? no, but no, I'm no, talking right. about my experience. Absolutely. I ended up getting COVID all the, like, the next podcast. We'll talk about all that. But, yeah, yeah. but this podcast, like, dude, it was awesome. And actually, you just reminded me of something that I forgot we did. You know, like we the first Sunday after shutdown we could still like kind of be with people. I think it was like 15 people or 20 people or something like that. We eventually got down to like none. Mm. Right. But the initial shutdown was like, we just can't meet, you know, we, we had probably 400 people, 300, 350 to 400 people average in three services. And then the next week it was like, you can now have 20 or something like that. So that's right. We did a live stream. We met and we, we did a normal church service from the stage, worship, everything and live streamed it, but there were just no people in the room and that's where it started. And then like a, the next week it was like, well, now you can only have five. And it's like, okay, what do you do with that? And it was just like, oh dude, it was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, it was so much fun. Anyway. <laughs> and, and beyond just the Sunday morning thing with church, you know, figuring out how do small groups meet? How do you do discipleship? How do you evangelize? Like you, you're now utilizing tools that have been there for a long time. Yeah, dude. But we don't, we, most traditional church thinkers don't, don't think about because we think church, we get together and we do things, but utilizing online meeting platforms and, and writing curriculum and, and things like that was, it was very like, boom, let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. And not to mention like, like just content wise. (laughs) And we'll talk about the flip side of this later in the other podcast. A lot of teasers here. But like we started doing weekly devos. We had pastors and staff members and ministry leaders. They were daily, 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 every single day video. The the church was putting out content for the church people. And like if we could, I should actually look at the analytics because the viewership that we had, our church grew by like a thousand people during COVID at least. 
And it was, which also our church, we have a church of what, 1500? Uh, yeah, probably somewhere between 12 and 15. Yeah. So like, that's a massive jump all of a sudden. And it was also cool to see, we had a CNMA church in Plattsburgh that joined our church because they didn't have the, the workings to do online. And it was all, and like, yeah, man, it was so cool. And just to have that much content, that much, you know, just encouragement or whatever you want to think of. And it was really cool to see how our church, the way that we did it, one, everything was different. And two, we stepped up and were able to reach people with those guidelines of not being able to be in person. It was so fun. Yeah. And you remember like the week before shutdown, I had been talking about like since January 1st and we were like, we were recording like a music video. Yeah, we were doing a music and video. Was, and we were talking like, a, you were saying, oh, we're definitely going to have a church. And I was like, no, I don't, this might've been that Friday. It was that Friday. It so, was, well, also last year, I remember in January or December, even you were talking to me cause you were like, I just feel like this is the year of content. Well, right. That's what I was going. It's like, yeah. it's, it's like, that was my whole, that was what I was like hitting hard for like those first couple of months of 2020. It was like, we got to just, create content we got to create content we got to create content yeah we were making then, music videos yeah, and like wow. and then all of a sudden like we were forced to create way more content than we ever even imagined yeah and it was it is i mean it's like, it's really cool because it was just this timely thing that that's not what i expected the content to look like necessarily yeah right but it did it upped our game in the because I, cause I remember, I mean, I can remember my, I would say it to everybody, like this little speech about how we just have to start creating and and putting out content yep. for the sake of putting out content so that we that can create a cult- culture of that it's normal to just put out content. Yep. And that's what that's that. what happened. Yeah. And I, re- I actually remember that we were recording a music video. We had finished. We were sitting out in the little outside hallway mm-hmm. of 150 talking about all this stuff that was happening. You're like, yeah, church is going to be shut down on Sunday. I was like, there's no freaking way. <laughs> and then sure enough, like later Friday, that day, Friday comes around. It's like, all right, no people. I was like, Whoa, we're doing this, you know? Yeah. Crazy. There was an entrepreneurial spirit for our experience, uh, in the church in those early days. Um, and it was exciting because the, the possibilities were out there and you're like, what? Anything. We can do anything. Yeah. Yeah. If I have a camera, if I have my phone, I can, I can put it out there. And like, this is my second thing. I'm just going to step all, all right, over what you were saying. No, do it. Uh, we'll go backwards this time. But my second thing just goes so much in line with what I just said, but it was like, I'm a filmmaker. Everything was video. So for me personally, that was awesome. That was awesome because like I got to do exactly what I love doing for the purpose that I do it. 24 seven. Like there was no downtime. We were always making stuff. I was editing my life away. You know, a Devo every day was me, <laughs> right? Intros, outros, music, you know, all that stuff. The actual Sunday service, we were pulling stuff from the internet to like put together services and just like had to do different graphics and text and all this stuff. And I was just having a blast. Cause that's what I do. Like, our church also produced this music video. Oh yeah, that was that of, was a home run. <laughs> of this uh what song was it? Raise uh, a Hallelujah. Raise a Hallelujah. 
And all of our musicians recorded their parts like in their homes, somewhere in their cars, like, and they're singing, they're playing their keys or their guitar. And Zach, you were on it. And, and, um, you edited together this like beautiful ensemble of musicians singing this song that I think for our church and our context at the time gave a lot of hope and excitement and just like seeing each other's faces. I mean, it was just such a cool project I'm sure for you to work on as a editor and, and like, yeah, I mean, editing wise, it was a total nightmare, but it was a lot of fun. Like the final product was so cool. Yeah, no, I can't, that was so personal. People, people loved that video, which was really cool to see. It's pretty cool. So let me ask you this filmmaker cam. Yeah. Camera guy cam. Uh, cameraman cam guy <laughs> camera person cam because we're got to be gender inclusive here on learning to talk we're not about that life but Good we want to right. we want to make sure we're we're uh, hitting the right things I don't okay oh, i just probably shouldn't have said that <laughs> but, but uh yeah if i remember I'm, i'll cut it out we're all good <laughs> we're all good uh the so you you have this skill and i'm sure you like high quality things mm-hmm you're pumping out content. I mean, we're our staff, not just pastors, but like lay people support staff finance department. They're creating these Devo videos on their phones, you know, like they're just talking to their phone. Like that's not high quality content as far as like look and visual. And I'm sure there was lots of frustrations for you as you're, I'm just trying to put myself in your shoes. I'm sure you want everything to be as good as possible all the time. What was it like for you to put out maybe some videos. I'm not saying like words wise, what was said, but at least the look and the visual that I would consider probably below your standard of quality. Like, was that frustrating? Did you not care? Um, yeah. What was that like? Okay. Good question. couple thoughts on that. As far as like, like I knew what we were getting. I I'm sure maybe both of you, saw the tutorial video I made mm-hmm. and sent out to everybody. It was a great tutorial. To say, this is how you make an iPhone video not look terrible. Yeah. Which is hilarious because I meant it as like, I recorded it as like a kind of a joke and like was calling people old and all this stuff. And like, um, we just, it was supposed to be sent to like 10 people. There were probably hundreds that saw that video and I'm pretty <laughs> sure it still gets used. Um, I just deleted it off my computer like two days ago. <laughs> That's hilarious. I just made a video. I'm like, this is where you, this is where you hold it. This is where you look. This is the kind of light you want, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And like, there were a couple people who were like, oh, I think I can do better. And those people, I was getting like webcam videos that were four by three and like all this <laughs> stuff. So as far as quality goes, like I, I knew what I was getting. And what was fun is I was able to, I couldn't do much with the visual part of that, but I did a lot with like the audio side of it. I worked a ton of time on the audio of those videos because like some people were like, Oh, I'm going to record outside today. (laughs) And they're like sitting next to a bird and wind Wind, and all. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh. But cheap, cheap. Here's the deal. This is the way that I always, that I always think of. And I, and maybe COVID helped this, but I think I was thinking this before. Like, yeah, I love telling great stories in the best possible quality. That's like my thing. However, stories need to be told. Like as far as visual storytelling goes, there's good ways and bad ways to do certain things. For the daily devos, for instance, that were shot on iPhones, that was the best way to tell that story. If it was recorded in a studio with a nice light and nice cameras and all this stuff, it would be completely inauthentic for the time that we were in and the story that we were telling. Right. And like, 
Uh, obviously, Sunday morning, that's different, right? We try to do a little bit better, all this stuff. A lot of the productions I do are different, you know, like, and there's like wiggle room for that. Like, I would love to still be doing Devo's and do them really well because we don't have those restrictions, but it wouldn't come off as inauthentic now because it's not like everybody's locked in their homes and all that stuff. Right. Right. For the time, I think we did exactly what we were supposed to do and did it the best we could, except for the couple people that were sending me webcam videos when I told them strictly not to, <laughs> but yeah. And yeah, that's awesome. That makes sense. Right. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. And yeah. that, that's kind of, I mean, just back, I think my, my second thing is, is very similar. It's just the, the opportunity that we had the, you know, I purchased a couple DSLR cameras, you know, some, some new light fixtures and like figured it out. Like, you know, like I didn't, I'd never thought about what it would take to live stream a multi-track recording of worship, you know? Um, and so figuring all of that was really fun. It was, I like learning new things and applying new skill sets. And, and it was, it really was like, I was constantly being reminded of, oh, this is what, this is, this is what I said I wanted to do this year. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, cool you know, like, um, oh, we were, I wanted to create content. And so I just got to do that over and over again. Um, and practically we all had the time to do it. Right. Which mm -hmm. was huge yeah for me especially i was like we i have nothing else to focus on but doing all this stuff that matters like yeah. how cool is that when you get to spend a hundred percent of your time doing stuff that actually means something to people that gets me excited yeah man it was so much fun so yeah. much fun so uh we'll end with my second and third thing okay because <clears throat> we're 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 blasting through time right now um <laughs> okay it's fun yeah, it is super fun. I'm, I've enjoyed listening to what you guys said. Uh, second positive thing for me, this is a huge one personally, is uh, paid off my student loans. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. So That's a left turn, but I yeah, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, it happened uh, maybe a year ago. We, uh, you know, they, the government put student loan payments on repayments on pause and paused interest uh, accumulation. So basically you could choose because people are out of work and everything. The government, you know, I mean, you all know this said, okay, don't worry about student loan payments for now. We'll kind of hold it as it is. We'll restart eventually. Taylor and I, because we were both still working, both, you know, gener having income, we said, we let's just throw as much money as we can. We're not gaining interest. Uh, now's the time. So we, uh, we threw as much money as we could. Every extra dollar we made, Taylor, she coaches like middle school field hockey and gets a stipend for that. That's boom, right? Student loans, you know, everything. And uh, we were able to pay it off. That's awesome. Yeah. Which is super awesome because that was hundreds, hundreds of dollars a month that now we have back. And uh, it's awesome. Like they, I can do things. Like I don't have to worry about buying a plane ticket other, yeah. other than COVID things, but money wise, <laughs> right. I don't have to worry about get like, paying for my kids to play in the sports league or, you know, those are conversations we used to have like once upon a time way, you know, years ago was like, can we afford to have pay for swim lessons? Right. It's like 50 bucks. None of that. No, no burden of that right now. So just thankful that we, uh, we had the opportunity to do that. And, um, a little public service announcement, young people, 
think twice about going to college. I paid my <laughs> student loans off. How many dollars was that? A whole lot of none. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a master's degree, so that's cool. Congratulations. And uh, <laughs> You are smarter than me. Yeah, I, you have a piece of paper that says so. It does. Uh, it's got many signatures on it. <laughs> many smart people. So that was really great. And uh, just uh, it's just such a blessing to have that. That's awesome. Uh, and the final positive thing I just want to mention is this podcast. Yeah. Like we started this recently. But I think for myself, at least, and I think you too, like Cam, you've been doing media and podcasting for a while and I kind of roped you in and you said, yeah, I'm interested in that. Zach, I think we were kind of tracking in similar ways as we led up to the start of this was just feeling like this desire for a, a couple things when it's creative space. You know, I'm, I'm a pastor, like Zach's a musician. He does a lot more creative things, Cam too. But I, I either am like leading a small group or, you know, doing pastor things and that, <laughs> That stuff's good, but it's not super, it's not like an outlet for anything. So I was feeling the need for some sort of creative outlet. And then as time went on through pandemic, and I think this will come into play also in the negative episode we do next, um, I was becoming more sort of attracted to uh, media, podcasts especially, where there was more like thoughtfulness and honesty and like processing life. And I started to listen more to that and say, wow, I'm super interested in this. I'm not necessarily interested personally in like how to do this or how to do that, but I'm more interested in people's stories and like what it was like for them to go through things. Mm -hmm. So kind of putting these pieces together, um, I approached both of you and said, Hey, what about, what if we do something? What if we start like just start talking and have a podcast and maybe it'll resonate with people. And this was birthed out of it. And uh, this has also energized me for other things. Like now having this space, the other things I do, I feel more impassioned and excited because it's so important to have creative outlets. And I just didn't really have any. And now now I have a space for that with you guys. Um, and I'm super thankful for that and excited to have started this. And hopefully, hopefully... Someone's listening and is uh, enjoying this as well. So that's sort of my final positive is just getting to this place of saying, I want to do this. How do we do it? And then having you two guys along saying, yeah, I want to do that too. And Cam, you saying like, I know how to do it. <laughs> and <then> just <laughs> being able to do it. So yeah, it's huge. Yeah. So I found this experience. I mean, we're only a few episodes in, but I found this to be a very fun and uh, positive experience in my life, especially after, as we'll talk next time, so many negative things have also happened in the world and in our lives. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So any final thoughts, guys, uh, before we before we hang it up for this edition of Learning to Talk? I mean, I have one more positive that could tie a nice little bow on this All right, whole put thing. A, put a bow on it for us. We have reached the end of the podcast, and my back doesn't hurt. <laughs> and that makes me very happy. It's the chairs, bud. <laughs> yep. It's the chairs. Ah, yes. All right. Well, thanks for joining us today for Learning to Talk as we talk through some COVID positives in our life. Uh, we'd love to hear from you again. Follow us on Instagram at Learn to Talk Podcast. Send us a message, uh, and uh, we'd love to share, uh, just hear your stories and share with you. And um, next time, we'll be talking about COVID negatives. And if you're watching, if you see us in the same clothes in next week's episode, it's because we just started recording it right after we stopped recording this one. 
So a little insider secret for you. <laughs> uh, just weeks ahead. Yeah. Just, right yeah. Now. Well, guys, good to talk. Good. I good. hope you learned talk. to talk today. I know I did. And we hope you did too. Peace out, brothers and sisters. See you next time. Learning to Talk podcast was produced by 6-5 Films in Burlington, Vermont. If you enjoyed our conversation, make sure you find us on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. And like, comment, subscribe. You can also follow us on Instagram at Learn to Talk Podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon.